Okay, here we are. Hey, everybody. Here, here. 56. Come on. Ciao. Daniel, it's good to have you with us. Special guest, Daniel Davison. Yo, what's up? The man. Yeah. The this this the CGI legend. is incredible. It almost looks like we're in the same place. <laughs> Dude, the CGI is lit on this program. Oh, man. Yeah. Special. In yeah. fuego. You guys should sell the program. Oops. <laughs> no, Daniel's actually in town here in Columbus, Ohio right now. It's been an absolute uh, treat to have you in town, man, with the family. So great to be in one spot here. It's good. It's good. How are things going mm. up in Australia, Mark? It's up and over, so it's it's doing pretty good. Um, <laughs> well, you know, you know, it's it's. Uh, oh, my gosh. It's. It's going. <laughs> wow, Mark. Uh, can I got your time here for a second. Yeah. Yeah, I know. It's pretty surprising. Uh, well, you know, I, I'm just, I, I think I'm probably learning if, if there, if, if that's the case, you know, learning probably that there's a time to say some things and there's some time, you know, not to. And I think that's, you know, part of hmm. um, life. It's, it's not, it's not really difficult to, to get, um, pretty immersed into the sorts of things that are not happening mm. or that yeah. are happening that shouldn't be happening. Um, and, and none of that does really all that much to my well-being or anybody else's well-being by highlighting those sorts of things, you know. So it's like, you know, uh, so, no. Hey, in the midst of it, God's doing some pretty cool stuff, though, you know. Of course he is. Absolutely. He's just amazing. So yeah, yes. yeah. So where are we going today, Mark? Um, well, you know, we were talking before um, on some things, and and uh, I think that uh, one of the one of the things that I find myself talking to people about um, time and time again is about that the key to breakthrough is follow through, mm-hmm. and um, you know, and I, I think we can say. Time and time again, and can become just something that's just a cliche sort of a thing. But it really is the reality that everybody does want breakthrough. We all talk about breakthrough. We're talking about a breakthrough moment, or I'm having a breakthrough. Or I need a breakthrough. Or I'm praying for a breakthrough. Or I'm believing for a breakthrough. Yes. Um, and yet, and yet, often um, the breakthrough isn't coming or doesn't come because people haven't stewarded the word that they've got. Mm-hmm. Or mm-hmm. the, the revelation that's already that's mm-hmm. already come to them, and so um, they are looking for breakthrough, but not stewarding what they've already got. And mm-hmm. and we know that God is a very, very, very good steward, um, and and so uh, that He stewards things really well. And the Holy Spirit uh, really won't let us step into something until we begin to steward what we've what we've got. Mm-hmm. And so we were just talking about revelation and I, and I remember um, really clearly, you know, as, as an example of that, Chris, when all those years ago in Labarge, uh, what, it must be five, five yeah. or so. I think that's years, what we decided on. Five yeah. years ago. Yeah. And, 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 uh, and having this word, this revelation and the moment to pray with you and to declare some stuff over you. And it was one of those times when, you know, it was about apostle of abundance, mm-hmm. you know, and I was going to anoint you. And I couldn't just do a little dab, you know, and it's like, 
abundance and little dab just doesn't go together, you know. So find the biggest like, bottle of oil you got. Yeah, mm-hmm. we find his biggest bottle of oil and tip the whole thing over you. Um, and that that believe it or not, that was quite a significant thing for me to do because I'm thinking this is going to ruin the shirt. This is going to be all over the place. It did, you know, all of that sort of stuff. <laughs> yeah, but but you know, it, sometimes I think us thinking about yeah. what this is going to cost or what this is going to yeah. do stops us from from doing it. Perhaps you want to pick it up mm-hmm. there about that's so good. You know what revelation what what you what revelation does or what it did for you. Yeah, yeah. In that revelation that came at that particular point in time. Well, I think you know one of the things that happened for me in that was I would I didn't have a grid for it fully. So I I was Mm -hmm. entering into something that I didn't fully understand, didn't fully Mm -hmm. grasp what it really meant. And, and Mm -hmm. I think that is often what revelation is. It's stuff that we haven't fully grabbed onto. It's stuff that we don't fully grasp yet. It's an invitation into a new thing. It's, it's this door opening for you that the Lord is inviting you into a process to learn how to become the thing that was just revealed. Come on. Um, and, and so, so much of my process has been, um, you know, two years, I just, every instance of abundance studied it, right? If I'm an apostle, I need to know how it's used, where it's used. So there was this invitation just to dive into the word. Um, but even more so was how do you live it? Right. How do you live in this place of abundance? And so you deal with mindsets and man, it was just clearing out the revelation just began to clear out clutter, clear Mm -hmm. out junk. And ultimately anything that um, is going to shortcut the revelation God brings to the surface. Right. Anything that's that is not going to match that revelation of who he said I am is going to have to be dealt with at some point. And so, you know, he's so gracious and so patient in his process that um, and so faithful through the whole process that, you know, now I don't have a problem with that reference. You know, I'm like for a long time, I was like, oh, no, 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 don't. I don't need to be called that. I don't have to, you know, did not identify with it because the the there were still too many obstacles in my thinking. Yeah. And so it took time for that revelation to actually come to pass, but I was faithful to the word, yeah. you know, like there's this like reality of when we, when we get invited into a new seat, mm-hmm. right? There's a revelation about identity, right? Which is a new heavenly seat that he's set aside and mm-hmm. then he says I'm sitting on and I can't see it yet. So I, I get to learn not only how, but then, the reality of of becoming mm-hmm. and and so the the mm-hmm. reality of becoming is where it is a long process it's not simple mm-hmm. you know mm-hmm. so those are some I, initial I think, observations i think there's often i think there's often a couple of things that come with revelation you know uh, one of those things often is is offense you know that you you're ever offended by how it comes or uh, offended by how it's delivered or you're offended about some things that you don't feel like you live up to it or, uh-huh. you know, all of, uh, <laughs> offense and disappointment are so often, um, you know, linked to linked together. And it's, and it's it, offense is always um, a, a doorway through yep. destiny. Come on. Um, 
and and what happens is that so many people come un, come and partner with the offense yep instead of partnering with the revelation that's going to take them through the offense well and we this is the this is reconciliation right mm. this is that is reconciliation is to move past the offense mm. right like you can't move past that Mm-hmm. Go ahead, Daniel. You... Uh, I was gonna say, but isn't isn't it so good that God's so gracious? He gives us the revelation before the process, mm-hmm. so that we have the revelation to take us through the process. Because He could put us in the process without the revelation, and we would have to wait through the process to receive the revelation. Mm-hmm. You know, mm-hmm. yeah, that makes you think, Daniel, of First Timothy one, where it says, "This charge I commit to you, son Timothy, according to the prophecies mm-hmm. previously made concerning you." that as we know that by them, you may wage the good warfare. And it's like, there's something about the prophecy pulling us, like Daniel saying, pulling us, pulling us into that place. And, you know, one of the things that we are talking about ahead of time is that so often distractions and temptations to offense and tribulations that come up, you know, on account of the word that you've heard, etc. you know, it's really, as James one says, it's the testing of our faith. And there's such a temptation sometimes to drop that word. You know, that word is sitting there. That word is for us to do warfare with, to pull us into, and we have to partner our faith with it. But so oftentimes the battle is about whether we're dropping the word that we heard, you know, and and sometimes we think the testing is of us, but it's actually about at the end of that bad day, at the end of that tough week, at the end of the three months of disappointment, that's not commensurate with the word. Are you still holding the word that yeah. the enemy's after? He's not after you as much sometimes as he is the word that's going to bring you into what God has said. Yes, that's a good word. Well, and we rush, we rush revelation, right? Classically, we get the word and our goal is to make it happen. Our goal is to push it. Our goal is to position ourselves and see the Lord do his thing. And then we aren't, we're rushing the process. Mm. Um, and so it takes a, like for me, you know, I think I tend to, my, my wife and I take a long time to make decisions. Um, I am classically, uh, I see it, I go for it. I just, she says, I pull triggers (laughs) just constantly like, go, go, go. And she's very like, stop, you know, like, whoa, you know, slow down. Um, and so oftentimes for me, I would always rush. I'd get a word and I'm like, okay, well, how could I position myself in a way for that word to come to pass? Mm-hmm. Right. And I'm doing all these things thinking that I'm going to be the one to make this word come to pass. Mm-hmm. When God is like, no, you're in a process of dying to self. You're in a process mm-hmm. of mm-hmm. becoming the man of God that I've called you to be. It's not about the circumstance and it's not about where the position is or where you're at on mm-hmm. your map for your life mm-hmm. journey. You know, it, it is this this absolute surrender in the moment, because otherwise we rush revelation. Mm-hmm. And an, an, another thing that comes with along with revelation, of course, is distractions. Mm-hmm. Um, and so, you know, you 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 get an, a revelation, you have an encounter, you understand something, and then distractions come along. And that, now, the meaning of the word distraction is dis always means the removal of something. So what what a distraction is trying to do is not let yeah. you get traction in the word yeah. in the revelation in, in the thing that you understand 
And often distractions, um, and you can pick them up pretty clearly when they are contrary, you know, when they're adverse, when they are bad, you know, when they are, you know, all those sorts of things. But when they're good things, when they're things that sort of are, are a little bit like they have a bit of truth to it or they have some enticement to it, mm-hmm. um, you know, and and it and it's and it's like its its purpose is to distract you and therefore not let you get traction in the revelation. Mm. Mm-hmm. So let's talk about another dis, right? We got distraction and then disappointment because we're rushing revelation yeah. and things aren't mm-hmm. happening, mm-hmm. right? And then yeah. we attach disappointment as well, which means that we're now taken out of the appointment. Yeah. Right? Mm-hmm. We're removed so from the appointment. Dis- so with discouragement. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Discouragement is the removal removal of the courage uh-huh. to keep going in mm. you know, and that's and that's where we understand or we need to understand that, that perseverance and endurance isn't just something that you manufacture that you just like oh i just gotta just yeah. gotta be strong yeah. in this i just yeah. gotta keep going in this no it's actually something that you have to take hold of mm-hmm. from god from heaven you have to mm-hmm. take hold of it yeah. and you use that otherwise it's just self-effort Mm-hmm. 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 Wow. One of the one of the other, you know, aspects I think about is like it'll be a mix, but we don't know it. So for example, um um somebody that I know who's called into ministry um got a word a while back to just focus on developing their ministry and to focus on being developed as a minister. And so they interpreted that a certain way mm-hmm. and they ran in this unhealthy direction. Mm-hmm. So then a course correction comes and then they run wholly the other direction. And they're so disappointed because whatever direction they're running in they're now they're discouraged. Now they've got disappointment because they misinterpreted the revelation from the very beginning about mm-hmm. what the Lord was saying. Mm. you know, and how they applied the interpretation. And maybe it's, maybe it's good to wait on the Lord, right? Mm. To get clear instruction about what to do, not just run with whatever we're feeling in the moment. Because I know that for me, I could get running all over the place and completely be missing what the Lord's asking me to do. Yeah. I think sometimes we think we're going to miss it, though, like our time window. You That's know, good. we have this thing about like, hey, I got the word. I, this window's here and I got to get this sucker done because I'm going to miss it. Um, you know, it's just patience. It's having, you know, it's having some patience for some things that come around because I find, you know, I was talking to you guys before we got on here. I found, find that if I try to make it happen, we end up in what? Disappointment. So that's what you're talking about. So I try to make it happen. Then I end up disappointed, which then means I go back to familiarity because it's easy. So you talk know, more about that, the familiar thing. Yeah. You know, I mean, we were talking about going back to Egypt. So I've had times even in my life where when I come up against something hard and I can't hear, I don't think I can hear the voice. And sometimes it's, that's the process we're in really because the Lord's taking us through a place of, of, you know, maybe we got to hear different. Maybe we have to have some patience or or maybe he's wanting us to grow up, as Mark said before. You know, sometimes we have to grow up and we have to learn how to make decisions because, you know, if we know what the kingdom is and we know who our father is, then we can make a decision sometimes without even 
having to wait for that answer to come in because our decision, if it's based on that, if I seek the kingdom first, then, you know, the Lord, the Lord even can make path corrections in that, I believe, you know, it's oh, like, yeah. you know, it's like we, we seek it. Maybe we make a little bit of a turn off, but the Lord's good to correct that, you know? And so anyway, yeah. but yeah, I think that so often we go back to, it's like, oh, mm -hmm. that's, you know, I can't hear from the Lord. So, so here's this, we we're talking about opportunity, you know, we we're talking about distractions. That can even come in the form of a really good opportunity um, in what you you could go back to easy, simple, and it's an opportunity in that place. But what about the word we're talking about? Like we had a word that we were going into this hard place, um, you know, and, and so, the, of course, this is for, uh, so like with me, I'm thinking, oh, but this is an opportunity like no other. This has to be from God. Anyway. No, it's really good. Well, it, about the, oh, go ahead, Mark. Well, just picking up from what you're saying, you know, Romans Romans eight fourteen talks about you know the mature children of God are are moved by the impulses of the Holy Spirit. Mm -hmm. So an impulse is a real subtle thing, you know, it's a subtle subtleness, but but they they move, they they are acting by. A, a lot of people are living in spiritual immaturity because they expect God to tell them to move, go here, go there, go yeah. everywhere, wherever else, you know, they, and, and that's what you do with little children, little yeah. children. You tell them, wait, don't cross yet. Wait, you know, hang on, hang on to my hand. Um, then we'll cross. Then you'll go there. Then you'll do this. You'll do those sorts of things. And they're being trained and, yeah. and, and, it, and it's, they're not, they're not mature. They, they don't know how to, Mm -hmm. to see certain certain things but mature children of god those who are grown up those who are stepped into their mm -hmm. into their sonship in a maturity they don't need to have a uh a, a bit in their mouth like a horse mm -hmm. and be moved this way or that way yeah. they, they move by impulse they move by oh, i just have this little sense or this is what the father would do or mm -hmm. this is what heaven looks like. This is what mm -hmm. the nature feels like. Mm -hmm. This is what that that's like. Um, and you know, um, and when we start to realize, uh, I have a lot more authority and, and a lot more ability to choose than anywhere that I'm going with at right at the moment. Mm -hmm. You know, and and if you, if you're spending your whole life just looking for green lights, you're wasting a large portion of your life. Mm -hmm. yeah 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 you're talking about the horse interesting part is you know you use a bit to turn a horse the way you want it to go but if you if you train a horse and you get to know a horse there's a time where you just take the bit out of their mouth and you can actually just tap your uh your knee up against the side of the horse you want it to turn and it will mm -hmm. turn that direction mm -hmm. and it's just by that fill it just fills you nudge mm -hmm. it a little and it knows it's supposed to turn mm -hmm. you know it's mm -hmm. not such a pull of the reins to get your attention. Mm. That's good. That's good. On time, you know, we've talked about this a lot that time is meant to serve us, right? Not mm -hmm. to serve time. And I yes. I just always I'm always reminded that Jesus was never in a rush. Yes. He was never in a hurry. Mm -hmm. Not once. His friend dies. No, I'm going to wait a couple of days. We're good. You know, um, I, you know, the classic example of Jairus's daughter, you mm -hmm. know, mm -hmm. and, and, you know, Hey, come heal my daughter. And then a crowd and 
comes and Jesus meets the need of the woman with the issue of blood and yeah. and then the daughter dies and he's like, oh, never mind. You missed it, Jesus. You mm-hmm. missed the opportunity. He's like, no, we're good. We're good. I'm going to keep going. Mm-hmm. You know, oh, why are you guys crying? She's just sleeping, right? Like you guys don't have a revelation yet of, of the fact that he is the God of time. You know, like mm-hmm. Jesus is like, I, no, I'm, I'm good. So, you know, when we talk about rushing revelation and we talk about distractions and all of these things i'm just it gives me so much peace to know that he's never in a rush with me Mm -hmm. he's never like chop chop chris chop chop let's go because it's an intimate walk you know he's walking with me and training me and guiding me and teaching me he's not like come on i wish you'd get your act together bassett you know type of attitude yeah. You know, he's so patient with us and it gives us endurance, right? Knowing mm. that that he's giving us time to serve us. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. God's clearing things out. That's right. And, and you know, I think that there's a I think for the people, you know, on the call today, you know, it's like oftentimes what the revelation will do is it'll begin to clear out distraction and clear out discouragement and clear out disappointment when we get our eyes on the revelation and then we walk with God mm-hmm. into it. Uh, yeah. And I think a lot of things that we're talking about today is to help people to understand that um, a lot of the things that are going on are actually normal. Um, like mm-hmm. it's normal for clearing. It may look like it's not, normal or it may look like um you know but it's a part of the process mm-hmm. um and it's part of and i think that that things work a whole lot better when you a partner with god than rather to resist him mm-hmm. or resist what's going on you know it's like um we've all been in those sorts of places where god's doing something in us you know and we think it's the enemy or we think it because it's you know it's 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 having a causing us to have to deal with some deeper things with within us and and that just takes a whole lot longer if you resist it takes a whole lot longer if you are fighting against it you know that when you when you realize um hey you know i'm i i'm 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 getting a whole lot closer to the father i'm understanding him even more i'm experiencing his love more because i'm pushing into him as i go through this because i know that he weaves everything together for good i'm not mm-hmm. I, I just not only do i know it i'm convinced that that's what he does mm-hmm. There's, mark you use these words resist and surrender and one of the things that you guys know I've been fascinated with recently is the role of our will in the sanctification process. And unfortunately, I think that there hasn't been a lot of teaching around that. There hasn't been a lot of understanding around the role of the will. And as a result, for instance, with teaching, sometimes we teach people way past their level of obedience, way past way past their intimacy with God. And they hear a bunch of shoulds, as we've talked about recently. You know, So you're hearing this great teaching on the fear of the Lord, but you're actually filtering it through should because you don't realize the fear of the Lord comes out of your intimacy with God, not out of a list of to-dos. Mm-hmm. And, so, and so that I've been studying that and interested in how that's impacted teaching in the body of Christ. But I've also seen something very similar about the will impact the prophetic. 
And mm -hmm. so often I've been noticing that certain people will get words and maybe that word's confirmed very specifically by someone else. Maybe it's even confirmed very specifically by another person. They've heard the same specific word from three people who don't know each other and didn't know they had the word. And yet I see them floundering in the process. Like Chris is talking about the process of, you know, being able to persevere and not shortcutting the revelation. And I'm like, and I'm thinking to myself, why are they struggling and how can I help them? And I realized that there's been the should, the lack of the ability for the will to engage has existed in the prophetic. And what ends up happening, I think, is we either have sort of passive or aggressive approaches to prophetic words. The aggressive approach is like we're talking about, I'm going to have it now. I just heard it three times. It's happening today. And it's like, it might be five years for God to develop that word in you. You know, it might be yeah. years for, for God to even arrange the circumstances around you for that word. But then we also have the passive approach to the prophetic. And the passive looks like, hey, like, I, I mean, what can I do? Like, I got the word three times. It's going to happen. And it's like, yeah, but like, just because our friend Danny says this, just because you can see the cup doesn't mean that you're going to drink the cup. Just because you've received the word doesn't mean you're going to step into it. Because right. your will has to get engaged in this. Jesus knew he was going to be crucified. He knew that's what his role was. And yet he still wrestled with the Father on Gethsemane. And I think sometimes we don't engage in the wrestle with yep. God, you know, and yep. wrestle yep. such that's that good. have the name change, such that's that real good. have the transfiguration through the wrestle that needs to happen. And so I think that, Mark, it's so significant that you talk about these words resist and surrender because we get the revelation. And unknowingly, we can be resisting it and not engaging in the process of surrendering to God and what he's actually saying about that and what it means to me. Because I can speak for myself. He's given me some words, as you guys know, that have required a whole lot of upgrade in how I see myself, a whole lot of upgrade in how I operate in certain situations, a whole lot of upgrade in perspective. And in order to do that, I actually have to surrender to some things. And I think that, that there's an element of perseverance that's by the spirit, like we're talking about, Mark. And I think a lot of it comes through surrender and being willing to lay down some other things and to start to serve what it is that God's saying. I think every revelation and every prophetic word um, is in fact an invitation. Yeah, there it is. It's an invitation and it's an invitation to partner with God. Now, Sometimes that that means that that invitation means that you have to put aside certain things or you have to deal with attitudes or mindsets or whatever else. But it's always an invitation to work with the Father to see what he has said. And so, therefore, when we've talked today about follow through, um, if you don't follow through with that invitation and it just be simply becomes an invitation, um, that or you don't understand it's an invitation, then you become disappointed and uh, you become frustrated because it's not happening because you are waiting, like you said, passively for it to happen. Or if you're off trying to do it yourself, mm -hmm. um, that's when that passive aggressive comes in because you've not understood that it's an invitation, that the revelation is an invitation, that the prophetic word is an invitation. It's God inviting you. He's saying, listen, my son, my daughter, this is what I want you to understand, or this is what I want you to get, or this is what I want you to walk in, or this is what I have for you. Will you partner with me, mm. work with me to see its accomplishment, right? And I, I think there's a, there's a lot of people today disappointed, um, uh, angry, frustrated, all that, because they've not understood that. Mm. Mm -hmm. if, if we attach 
our expectation to the results instead of the process, we'll probably miss it. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Right. Cause we attach our expectation to the invitation of greater intimacy in the walk. Mm -hmm. Because what he said is true. So that, you know, that what you were talking about, Peter, with the, the, you know, that, that some of that mindset around, um, you know, it's just going to come, come to pass. Well, that's not living with expectation, mm. right? That's not actually faith, mm. right? And, 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 and the word didn't profit them because it, it was not mixed with faith. Right. And, and yet our expectation has to be about the process. Mm -hmm. Right. Uh, Deborah uh, Harris said, love that Mark so much wisdom there. Mm. And we agree. Amen. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So, so you were talking about faith there, Chris. And so Mark yeah. actually kind of set something off on me earlier when he was talking about, he was saying that, you know, what we're saying to people. So it's like, you know, hey guys, this is kind of what's going on. And I was thinking, you know, so we have a generation, I believe right now we have a generation of people that are hungry for God. Right, like they're hungering for the new thing. Okay, so what comes out of hunger is the Lord tests the faith. So that's hunger leads us into a place where there's faith, and then He tests the faith. And we know that with Abraham, faith was accounted to him as righteousness, and out of righteousness comes what character. So righteousness is what develops, but develops character. And so, that's the, we're talking about the process because in in right character we can actually go through the process and we can see the words come to fruition. And so I, you know, I kind of, as we've been talking, I'm seeing that it's like we have a lot of hungry people. So the Lord's testing a lot of faith, which is a lot of process, which brings about righteousness, which then enables us to fulfill the mm -hmm. word. Mm -hmm. um, and so, you know, I'm just, I think that's a lot of what he's, we're seeing. A, so what I guess what I'm saying is I'm telling people that are listening right now that the Lord is testing faith. I mean, mm -hmm. that's a season we're in where so, those who are mm -hmm. hungry are going to have faith tested. Um, you know, and yeah, absolutely. Yep. Yeah. And we have to walk it out in obedience. Yeah. You know, like he's really big God and he really loves us and he's got the best plan for us so we can just partner with it. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Mark, I really felt something on the, the piece that you're talking about with invitation. Mm -hmm. And this is something even, you know, in my ministry that you've helped me with. One time we were talking, you talked about, so what we're doing here is we're building a bridge for people to walk over. Mm. And, you know, that's language of invitation. It's very interesting how much the language we use really does represent the heart that we have. And, mm. you know, the language of invitation can be a rarity um, in the church. And as opposed to, you know what I think you should do, um, you know, and I think that God is raising up a generation like Daniel saying to operate in faith and in individual faith mm -hmm. towards God. And I think there's something, Mark, if you'd be willing, I think it'd be great to have you. Um, it's almost like there's an invitation. Maybe people are feeling today. I feel like for specific things like, but I think there's also like an invitation, like you have a grace on your life, Mark, to help people learn to choose you know, like an invitation just in our, our whole walk with God, this ability to to step into what it is that he's invited to partner with God. He's not using you. He's not doing that sort of thing. So I don't, you know, I don't mean to put you on the spot, mm -hmm. but if there's anything that you have there, I think it would be really powerful. Yeah. 
Yeah, well, something came to me while you were talking to there too. So, yeah, please. Um, uh, what I would be praying, what I pray right now mm. is that that people's ears, their spiritual ears and their physical ears would tune into invitation. Mm. They would tune out of should. They would tune out of um, you know putting demands in the wrong way. But they tune into invitation so that when they hear things, they would hear it through the lens or through the hearing of invitation, that they would hear partnership, that they would pick up some things that they've heard before, prophetic words and revelations that they've put down, that they've put in the closet, that they've put in the in the drawer, that they've put in somewhere that has been left behind that they would pick back those things up and they begin to look at it as a partnership, as an invitation from the Father to work with and start asking questions about along the lines of mm. what do I need to do so that we can make this happen? Mm. That they would, they would drop off the language of I should, you should, and start mm. to think more about we, how can we, accomplish this how can we put this together and so every area where disappointment and discouragement has caused a wound Mm -hmm. um, has caused an offensive wound i just released today a healing power yes it doesn't just cover over it doesn't just go but actually removes the wound that actually just create like the wound was never there. So if you're listening today and you are having some places in which you have been overshadowed um, and uh, affected significantly by discouragement and disappointment, where that you have believed something for a period of time and it's not happened or it's not taken place, Mm -hmm. Uh, Mm -hmm. I I just release a a freedom and a healing right now in the name of Jesus. And I speak out today a newfound ability, a newfound ability to hear when uh, revelation comes, when prophetic words come, a newfound ability to receive it as invitation. Yeah. And a, almost like um, a 360-degree turn or like a 180-degree, you know, whatever the degree turn needs to be. But it's it's like you turn from the way that you always receive things into a way that you receive that is very uh, invitational. Mm-hmm. Um, and that words that you used to use or used to be used to you mm-hmm. are like the should words mm-hmm. just – dissolve yeah they yeah. just just absolutely dissolve and i can just see people just getting hold of something that you may have heard many many times you may have heard from us plenty of times but today you'll receive it and you'll say aha aha mm-hmm. that's why i've seen that differently that's mm-hmm. why I've always received it as something that is just another thing to do. Mm-hmm. And so, Father, we just receive um, the ability to be able to walk in invitation and to partner with the Father. We receive that. We, re- mm-hmm. we release that today. We release that today in, in just in a dynamic way. Yes. 
Mm. Yeah, that was mm-hmm. good. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and we we just speak endurance, right? Like, be willing to yes. take the time mm-hmm. to walk into the revelation and not rush it. Allow the yeah. Lord to do the work in you, through you, um, yeah. to uh, lay hold of the expectation that comes with intimacy, mm. that he is taking you into a place of being, not just doing, mm. not just yeah. the shoulds of the revelation, but really mm-hmm. opening up the doors to a, a greater partnership with God mm. um, in where he's taking you and so lord we just Mm. we just say strength and endurance and courage to those Mm. who are walking out their revelation and father i pray you just clear out the way you know clear out um the distractions clear out Mm. any any opportunities for discouragement so that when they do arise they would see them clearly they would not be mired in self-deception clear their vision to just see um the truth of the matter according to your vision and your eyes in Jesus name. Yeah. Yeah. And I just declare Romans eight, but if we hope for what we do not see, we eagerly wait for it with perseverance. And likewise, the spirit also helps us in our weaknesses for we do not know what we should pray, what we should pray for as we ought, but the spirit himself makes intercession for us groanings, which cannot be uttered. And Now he who searches the hearts knows the mind of the spirit because he makes intercession for the saints according to the will of God. And I just saw the shift key on my computer before. And I felt like, you know, we can have a view of perseverance where you're like, you just keep hitting. If you're the letter A, you keep hitting the letter A over and over. Like, I got to get through. I got to get through. But I saw the Lord reaching down, touching the shift key. And now when you hit the letter A, it becomes capitalized. And so we just pray for divine intervention, um, that the spirit would help us in our weakness knowing that we hope for what we do not see and we eagerly wait for it with perseverance. So Holy Spirit, we release your power to move in our lives, to come in and strengthen us, even those that have been in the wilderness season of transition, that the spirit, the angels would come ministering to your children, strengthen us at that moment that we're about to step into our ministry. We're about to step into the promise uh, at the end of transition. And I declare that those in that spot will transition well into the newness of the mm. season. Mm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And I, I just, I just want to say, I've been thinking, I just want to like a remembrance. I can't let, think of what else to call it. I just want to give a remembrance. I want to say, remember, remember that, that uh, Abraham had to get up and go out of his land without any, roadmap remember that abraham had to wait 25 years for Mm -hmm. promise to be born remember that abraham had to take his promise up on the mountain with the intention of sacrificing it remember that the israelites had to spend 400 years in captivity remember that they had to wander in the desert Mm. and then the promised land came and so just remember like it was all great. It, we can remember all the greatness that happened through, if we read scripture, we know that Abraham became a man exceedingly rich during that time. He was wandering in the desert. He got people, he got animals, he got all this stuff. The Lord blessed him in that. Remember that, that you know, he provided for Abraham when he was going to sacrifice the promise on the mountain. Remember that he, that he, he provided the Red Sea to part 
and and then put a pillar of fire to stop the Egyptians. And remember that that he gave them manna in the wilderness, and their shoes didn't even wear out; their clothes stayed the whole time. Like remember that he gave substance. He gave he gave them what they needed through the process, even though the process had to happen for the ultimate promised land to be fulfilled. Mm. And so I just want to put that. So through. good, so good, Daniel. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yay. That's so good. Amen. Yep. Good. Well, awesome. Thanks for thanks for joining us, Daniel. Oh yeah. Uh, thanks for having uh, me. Yeah. Yeah, you, you're usually uh, on with uh, Tim and myself, which is you know, keep happening. But it's been really good to have you here. Good that you're in uh, Columbus and uh, uh, have a great time. Yeah, you guys have fun. Thanks, guys. Yeah. Great right. to see you. Flush up.